0: Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. Today, our special guest is Caitlin Pyatt. She is the founder of Authentic Branding and Marketing. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. We're very excited to have you here. And today we are going to be talking about how to create a manageable marketing strategy for your new business. But before we get there, I
1: would love for you to tell the audience
0: all about you and how you got started in
1: branding. For sure. So I have worked in advertising and marketing for probably 12, 12 or 13 years now. Um, So I majored in in college and I've been really fortunate that I have been able to work in it my entire career. But specifically, like I got started in my business because I was working at a financial institution, a local one, and just sort of had this epiphany that I had kind of outgrown my time in that role. I had been there for several years and was kind of thinking about like what do I want to do next and I was driving into work one day after uh, just a morning at home right. I have three kids and you know almost every single morning somebody was in tears whether it was the kids or me by the time I got or on my way into work because mornings were just always chaotic, right? I was up at like 4:30 in the mornings. I could work out and do all of these things. And I had this epiphany as I was listening to a podcast called The Girl Boss Radio, and I thought, like, this cannot be how I live my life forever <laughs> until I until I retire. I don't want to be rushing out of the house every morning and throwing my kids out the car door to school and being like, great, have a great morning. And after we've already had a miserable one and then pouring myself out all day long at an organization, no matter how much I love it. And then like, that's it. That's my, that's my whole life. That's my whole career.
0: Yep. And you come Uh, home and have like 30 minutes to try to catch up on your
1: kid's day before you do dinner. Exactly.
0: All of the things.
1: Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I was like, you know, I enjoy my job. Um, you know, I worked for a really great boss. I had a great team. I liked the projects I was doing, but I was like, this is fine, but it's not amazing. And I was like, if I'm going, if I'm gonna do this every day, I just want it to feel really amazing. And so I decided to start my own business and kind of worked for about a year to build it before I started it in January of 2020, um, which obviously did not go the way that any one plan. (laughs) So that's kind of what led me to, to where I am. I thought when I thought about my business and what I wanted to do, I would often hear when I was networking through my, my corporate job with small business owners, they would be like, I just, I don't do marketing because I don't, I don't know how to do it myself. And I don't have anybody who, you know, I can't afford to outsource it to an agency. And I thought, well, you know, i work in marketing management. That's my whole job is managing projects and timelines and creating strategic marketing plans to meet business goals. And I thought I can teach them. I can show them how to create a manageable marketing plan and how to make really educated decisions about what strategies are the best for them so that they don't feel like they're wasting their time or their money when it comes to to marketing. And so that was kind of the the genesis of authentic branding and marketing. I love it. And that is such a
0: Recurring theme. If you listen back to all of the episodes and you hear how all of our guests got started, it's just that overwhelm and that feeling of like running in a hamster wheel. That's how yes. I would describe it. And yes, absolutely. we all have been there and we've all had that experience and we just want more. And I think I'm so proud of our generation. And the reason mm-hmm. that I say that is because our parents' generation, like never ever, and I always like talk about our parents' generation and kind of poo poo on it a little, but it's okay. They would have never been able to have the courage to leave yeah. a job to start something, you know, like yeah. it's just a mentality and I'm just so proud of us. So yeah, it, it is.
1: It's funny you say that. Cause I, I say the same thing all the time, you know, when I thought about it and after I made the decision, I was like, I thought back on, on my parents and you know, my dad did own his own business for quite a long time but that you know it had its its ups and its downs i remember you know very distinctly how kind of those highs and lows and the ebbs and flows of business and clients and things like that i remember how it impacted our our family and my mom did daycare for a really long time probably until i think until like i started high school she did it and i thought back and i was like you know they They wouldn't have, to your point, they wouldn't have been like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to leave a corporate job. You know, my dad has sort of always, always been entrepreneurial in spirit. Like, you know, he works for a company now, but every day Mm -hmm. you're just like, oh man, you, you would be so enjoy things so much more if you were, you know, still kind of your own boss. So he was always sort of better suited for that. But, you know, I thought about kind of the positions that they held and like, they feel fine about them. Right. They're like, like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It pays Mm -hmm. the bills and I mostly enjoy it or I sometimes enjoy it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I can't accept that. Like I can't, I just can't do that. Like if I'm going to spend 40 hours a week or more doing something, then I want to feel like I'm on fire about it. You know, I've never felt compelled to be a stay at home mom. I'm just too much of a busybody, And I don't think my organization would translate well into being a stay at home mom. I applaud, like I applaud women who can do that because I'm like, Oh gosh, you're so creative. Like you find all of these things and you organize all of these activities. And I feel like we would just end up watching TV all the time. And that's totally a knock on myself, you know, and I'm the same. And so I was like, I know I don't want to be a full-time stay-at-home mom, but I do want the ability to A, feel more purpose and meaning in my own life, in my own professional career, but also I want to be able to feel like I can do things with my kids and just you know, interact with them and be like, Oh, I don't feel like working today. So I'm not going to, you know, that's, you know, a long ways off, but (laughs) there's a lot of work to be done in the early days, you know, but I was like, I just want to be able to spend the time with them and feel like, you know, I had a really harmonious experience between work and, and raising my kids versus feeling like it was always kind of off balance and, and skewed one way or the other.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I completely and totally relate. If you listen yeah. to, I think it's, I don't know, episode two, maybe, um, you'll, you can figure out, uh, basically my story about that, but yeah,
1: yeah um, I feel absolutely.
0: the same. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about how we can create a manageable marketing strategy. If we're a new business, I mean, marketing is, Totally, completely, and utterly overwhelming to many Mm -hmm. people. And it is especially that I feel like the social media aspect of it is kind of like the biggest elephant in the room that like everybody knows they need to be doing.
1: They don't like doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, I am not any different than anyone else when it comes to social media. Social media is not where I love to spend my time and my energy you know, I did it for a really long time. And then I got to the point where I outsourced it, you know, and that's something that I'm very fortunate to be able to do. It's really difficult in the early days. It annoys me to no end when I hear entrepreneurs who, you know, are maybe like a year or two, a little more into their journey who are like, oh, you just need to outsource that stuff. Well, in the beginning, like that's not realistic. You know, I, it took me a really long time and there are still days when I'm like, is this the best use of like this money? Do I, should I be doing this myself? Could I, could I be doing it better? And the answer is yes. It's just, it's I I don't love spending my time and my energy there. And here's the thing about content and social media. It's a full-time job. If you worked in the marketing field and you worked for a company, you likely would have somebody who does social media as part of their full-time job. And and likely they're, that is what they're dedicated to. Or you're working with an agency who does social media for you on a full-time basis. And everybody says, oh, you know, just batch your work. And and I'm guilty of this. I used to say it in the beginning because I was like, well, yeah, I guess if I, if I batch it and I know what I'm going to talk about and I pull ideas and topics from my podcast, then of course, of course, this should be really easy and it should get done. And yes, you can make yourself more efficient at it, but the reality is, is it's a full-time, it's a full-time deal. So here's what I tell people about social media. It is generally as a marketing professional, I don't put all of my eggs in one basket anyway. And I know that's really difficult to do a uh, starting out business, right? A brand new business. Social media is the first stop because it's free. And the thing about it though, is that you, it takes a really long time to build an, an organic following, right? It's going to, it's going to take you years. There are some people who have success and who go viral. Absolutely. Absolutely but that's a total, that's a total fluke. There's no formula for going viral, right? If there was like everybody would do it and we'd all be like, we'd be golden. We'd be sitting around being like, this is easy, right? So the thing about organic growth is that it takes a really, really, really long time, or it takes a lot of time for you to invest, to create that content. So you can get to kind of that viral phase, right? So you, you either have to have a long time to dedicate to building an organic audience or a lot of time right now to build out that content. Yeah. So my, my thing is, and what I always teach my clients is that when you're building a manageable marketing strategy, you first need to play to your strengths. So if you don't love being on social media, if it drains your energy, do kind of the minimum to make sure that you're presenting yourself in a really professional way that you are out there and you have a presence, but don't sink all of your time and energy into it because it's just going to sap it from all of the things that you really do need to get done, right? It's going to drain that energy and just suck it all away. You know, do Do enough so that people, when they go there, they see, okay, this person, yep, they post like maybe once or twice a week. It's kind of, you know, it's in line with what I'm seeing or hearing from other places, you know, and it kind of, it kind of checks that box. Play to your strengths, first of all, and play to what you have capacity for. So if you don't have time to be creating a reel every single day and writing or writing a blog or doing a video or whatever it is, like, Don't stress yourself out by committing to that. Commit to what you can and have the capacity to do. That's kind of where I start. And then the the biggest point that I make is that a, a marketing strategy that's successful or a plan that's successful is really well-rounded. You're not going to put all of your eggs in one basket anyway, right? You really do need to have multiple channels that your audience can find you in because marketing is ultimately the sum of multiple touch points that a potential client or customer has with you. Social media shouldn't be the only place you're building a presence anyway. And there's plenty of other strategies and ways that you can get yourself out there and be visible that don't rely on the algorithms of Facebook and Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, especially if that's not where you love to be. So that's kind of the first, the first thing that I kind of educate people on is that you really do just need to play to your strengths. And look at what you have capacity to do. That's going to make you feel really successful and take some of the overwhelm out of marketing. Because if you're doing marketing things that you hate, you're always going to continue to hate them. Yes. And then you're never going to want to do them, right? And you lack you lack that momentum to be like, ah, oh, this is fun. I'm excited to be talking about this. And then you're kind of like, oh, also now I sort of hate talking about my business, which like we don't want, right? You've started this because you're excited and you're passionate about it and you you enjoy doing it. And the last thing we want to do with marketing is like suck all of that out of there. Yet again, I have to do something that like I hate doing. And that's that's the worst. That's that's the biggest butt skills. Yeah, I would love to talk about
0: like maybe components because I feel like a lot of people, when they first get started, they're like, okay, do I need a website? Do I not need a website? Yeah. Do I need Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, yeah, all the things? TikTok. Do I, mm-hmm. what do I need? So, if you can kind of touch
1: on that, like for a new business just starting out, absolutely. What are those fundamentals? For the fundamentals, that's a great question. And here's how I kind of, here's how I frame them up and how I make these decisions, because there are things that I feel are really, really important. A website for me as a marketing professional, like if I'm going to build something before anything else, it's going to be a website. Even before my social media, I'd probably build a website. And, and that's because you own that space, you can say a lot more on a website and you can really paint a picture in one place for potential clients or customers where you can't do that on social media or you, you have to do it over the course of multiple posts, right? So if I'm potentially interested in you, I've got to click through 200 posts to get a really clear picture of who Amanda is rather than going to a website and saying like, oh, I get it. Okay. There are channels that I feel really passionate about, but here's how I start and kind of frame it up for people because a website's a a big deal. It's not an easy thing to put together if you're doing it really well. Right. Certainly there are there are tools and platforms that make it easier, but it's still like it's still a big thing that takes a lot of time and effort and energy to put together. So the way that I kind of help people prioritize and say, where are we going to start? What channels are we going to be in? Is to actually kind of take a few steps back. So first we want to make sure that we know who our target audience is and Every marketing person is going to tell you this to have like your customer avatar or a customer profile or persona, whatever you call it, knowing who you are talking to is like a critical first step because this is going to help us make a lot of really educated decisions down the road. So, who are we talking to? If we know that, then we can start to think about and look at where can I find those people? So, if I am if I am talking to moms, right? If that's my target audience, then where do I find moms the most? Are there networking groups? Are there certain Facebook groups? Are there certain social media channels where moms tend to spend their time more than others? Because when we go back to that capacity question, if you don't have the capacity to be on every single social media channel and do them really well, well then let's pick the top one or two and focus our time and energy there. But picking the right one is critical. It's not what you like to do. I might really love to be on TikTok, but if my audience is career moms who want to make a change, I probably need to be on LinkedIn. So you kind of need to know who you're talking to or who you want to connect with because that's going to make a lot of driving decisions. Then what we're going to do is we're going to look at what you need to accomplish over the next three to five years. So what's your overall vision? Because we want to make sure that as we build out and we choose our marketing strategies and we choose the channels we're going to be in, that those support where you need to go long-term. Because again, if you think about, if you think, okay, in the next three to five years, I have to, I'll use myself an example, I need to replace my previous corporate salary over the next three to five years. Okay. I don't know that I can do that in social media or just in social media alone. So that's going to knowing where I need to go in the future is really going to help me make some educated decisions again about what I can do right now or what I should do. And then we're going to take what we need to do over the next 12 months and we're going to put a number to it, right? We need to make sure you're going to set a SMART goal. What do I need? What number, if, I, if there's a salary number I need to hit, or a certain number of clients, we're going to start with that, that goal. Okay. So now we know who we're talking to, where we need to go, and how we're going to measure our success. Those are really foundational pieces. Okay. Now we can choose what channels am I going to be in? Because I have this information and I can look at it and say, okay. If I know that over the next three to five years, I need to replace my corporate salary. And I'm going to do that by adding 10 new clients a year. Now, how am I going to get those clients? Okay, I could probably create a prospecting strategy for LinkedIn so I can be networking and choosing. I'm gonna spend my time on LinkedIn rather than on Facebook potentially, because that's going to maybe have a longer time span before it starts to give me any sort of return on my investment. I might choose to build out my website because, again, I, as somebody who also focuses a lot on branding, A website can really paint the picture of your brand much better than social media can, in my opinion. So I'm going to choose, you know, I'm going to choose to do that because there are also pieces of it, right? That need time to be discovered. A website isn't, if you build it, they will come. You have to, you have to start to get traffic to it. And you do that through posting some content and through working on, you know, having the right keywords and things like that. So Google starts to recognize you and go, oh, when this career mom is searching, how do I, how do I change careers? They start to see, hey, this person might have information that's relevant to this search. So I'm going to serve it up. And all of those things start to take time. When it comes to choosing components, it's really going to depend on who am I talking to and what do I need to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Because then you can look at channels and say, all right, does this help me? Is this something that can happen quickly or is this something that takes time? So my kind of go-to strategies though, because I know people are like, well, that's okay, that's helpful, but like, where do I start? Right, right. My favorite go-to strategy is generally outside of a website, which I'm not going to continue to say how important I think it is. You
0: should have a website, by the way. (laughs) You
1: should have a website. You should. Even if it's, and here's the thing, even if it's homemade by you right now, that's okay. Right? It doesn't have to be perfect. Out of the gate. If you don't know how to build a website and you want to use like Wix or Squarespace that make it really, really easy and your website, you know, at the end of the day, it just needs to look and sound professional, right? You don't want it to look like it came out of the 90s and like somebody's going to get a virus just because they landed on your homepage. Yeah. And you just, you want it to sound really authentic and you want it to sound professional. So if you can, if you can do that and it's still homemade and it doesn't have any, Professional copy written for it. It doesn't have professional custom photography. It doesn't have somebody who's like done a lot of SEO work on it. That's okay. Just have it to start. Like you would be amazed at the amount of legitimacy, a, even a homemade website gives to a business. A website I'm a really big proponent of. If I'm going to choose a social media channel, that I'm going to, so I'm going to use to drive traffic to my website. I'm a really big fan of Pinterest Mm -hmm. and that's because it's so much more friendly to small businesses, especially if you are just starting out. It's so much friendlier than Facebook or Instagram, um, or even probably TikTok at this point, because it's really Built like a search engine. So rather than having to have a certain number of followers and engagement on your posts and things like that, which, by the way, are really when you're starting out, you're starting at zero. So you are a long way from Facebook or Instagram going, Ooh, I'm going to serve or I'm going to show this account in like the searches when somebody is searching from it. You are super far away from that when you're starting out. Pinterest, you don't need those things, you don't need a follower. Account like you, I think I have 12 followers on my Pinterest account, but some of my pins have 350,000 views on them. Mm-hmm. Like that's viral by the internet standards. And I can't yeah. get that on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok as a new business. Right. So Pinterest to me is one of my go to strategies, my favorite channels to use because you can get that visibility your content sticks around a lot longer than it does. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. They've got a LinkedIn, maybe 24 hours that you're, if you're lucky, 24 hours, probably less. You're looking at like most likely just a few at best, but Pinterest, like your pins will live on someone's board for months at a time, forever, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, And they'll continue to get served by Instagram or by Pinterest in searches for months afterwards. And you don't, and that's without followers. So that's, that's huge. It can start somewhere yeah. at zero and still be successful. And I like that.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's definitely. a really big deal. I love Pinterest and, too. I think it's a great tool.
1: Yeah. It's, and do you, have you used the Tailwind app? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. And so that's what I tell people. If you're going to invest it, Tailwind is $10 a month and it really is geared at helping well all businesses but if especially if you're a new business who doesn't know like what are the best practices and how do i how do i kind of do what this platform wants me to do so that i become more discoverable by other people tailwind is built to help you do that they're going to help you publish the right amount of pins every single day they're going to help you design your pins so that they meet their standards because they want to see slightly different designs. Even if you're talking about the same thing, they want to see a slightly different design for each pin picture or graphic. It's going to help you do all of those things. And then they have this really fantastic thing called communities, which is when I said some of my pins have 350,000 views and they've got tens of thousands of saves on them it's because of these communities i post them in these these communities which are essentially like groups that ha, um curate similar content post them in there and then when other people want to pin something related to marketing for their own business they come to that community they look for it they see my pin they pin it and they save it pinterest i'm a huge fan of it it makes your social media life so much easier And you'll find you have success there a lot faster than you will on Facebook or Instagram. If you don't, obviously, I'm going to exclude like if you go viral, like you are off to the races and like your life is already much easier. But if you're like 99.9% of the people on every other social media platform, that doesn't always happen for you. So Pinterest is one of my go-to. So website, Pinterest, that's where I'm going to start. I really... I also like Google My Business, Mm -hmm. um, which is free. You can set up a free Google My Business account. And that really just kind of helps you. So when somebody is searching for a marketing consultant near me and the first three little under Google Maps, you know, it pops up and it has three businesses. That's what Google My Business is, right? So it adds legitimacy, which is another thing. So if you've got a website and you're driving some traffic to it through Pinterest mm-hmm. and you've got to Google my business, all of a sudden Google's ears perk up and they're like, Ooh, okay. So this person is legitimate. I see that they've got to Google my business. I see that they have this website over here that gets some traffic to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're legitimate. You're building credibility in Google's eyes, right? Yeah. And so that's a nice thing when you are hoping to get leads and you are hoping for people to be able to find you and discover you. Doing those three things are really kind of my go-to starting points with anyone. And then from there, we kind of use some of those additional, like, the world is your oyster when it comes to comes to building your business, then we start to think about, okay, what's more specialized? Where do we want to go from here? Do we maybe want to add in LinkedIn or something like that? Do you want to be guesting on podcasts? Is that a good marketing strategy for you? And so from there, Then we start to add in and really kind of customize and say, okay, where can we meet your audience? Where can we find them and meet them where they're at so they don't have to look so hard for you? It's not dependent on them typing you into a search bar somewhere. We're going to get in front of them. We're going to talk to them and meet them where they're at. Those are kind of my go-to. And then everything else, like I said, just depends on who do you want to talk to? Yeah. I love that. And I love that
0: you mentioned Google My Business because it, it is my area of expertise. And yes. I literally love that you said that that is one of the three things that you should be doing. Like the first three things that you should be doing. And I agree completely because you're like search engine, search engine, somewhere for them to go to mm-hmm. with your website. So I love yeah. that. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you're you're way more qualified than I am to talk about Google My Business, but it's it's free and it you know, it just helps you start to get discovered, right? And it stinks because you, a lot of times when you're starting out in marketing, you're working against a lot of these algorithms, right? You're working against the social media algorithms. You're working against Google and their algorithm and how they rank businesses and start to serve you up. You know, when I said, if it's not an, if you build it, they will come thing with a website because it's going to take a while before Google is like, oh, this person has a website That I want to serve up in a search result. Yes, but Google My Business does that. It helps to start add some legitimacy for Google to go. Okay. Yep. I see here, like you're not just some like scam, right? Or some worthless business. You have something of value to offer because you've taken the time to start this Google My Business account. And so it kind of stinks when you're starting out in marketing because. A, it's overwhelming just to figure out how to do it in general. Where do you start? What do you say? How do you get it done? But then you've got all of these algorithms that you're working against and it can be very discouraging even even as somebody who knows how to do it, right? Sometimes you're just like, man, can't you just make my life easier? (laughs) Why does it have to be so hard?
0: Yeah, definitely. And To come back to a point, you can actually rank on Google without a website, which is not recommended, Mm -hmm. but it is very possible just using your Google, my business listing. So I think that is something else. Like if you don't get to your website or you're working on your website, I think you should still be doing at least the Google, my business thing, because you can start building that credibility with Google. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I know you have a course that kind of walks everyone through these marketing fundamentals. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes. If this is kind of something that you are interested in and you're like, okay, I get it. So I, I have a course, it's about two and a half hours long and it takes you in depth how to do each of the steps of creating a really strategic marketing plan that is customized to you. So when I talk about identifying that three to five year business goal and creating a smart goal for the next 12 months, identifying your ideal client and customer, All of those things I walk you through in detail and I say, this is how you do it. And then we start to put those pieces together. So by the end of this course, which it's, it's only two and a half hours long Total, but you walk away with kind of twelve mo- a twelve month plan to say, all right, where do I need to go the next three to five years? What's my ne- my twelve month smart goal, and then what are the strategies, the marketing strategies that I'm going to do, and how do I manage them? Because the other half of having a marketing plan is actually executing your marketing plan, right? And we are we are all guilty, right? It's the old like adage: the best laid plans just never yep. really come to fruition, right? Yeah. So the other half of having a plan is knowing how you're going to execute it and actually make progress against it. So I also teach you how to plug it into a to any any project management tool of your choice. mine is Trello so that you can make measurable and actionable progress toward it on a daily basis. My course which I can give you it'll be linked in the show notes I'm sure. That's what it's about. You do get the opportunity to have two one-hour coaching sessions with me to specifically walk through your unique challenges and kind of ask questions and things like that as you start to build your plan out. But I really wanted to create something where I I taught people this kind of in-depth process and really kind of like downloaded all of my knowledge and then gave it to you in a way that you could walk away with something really tangible without a huge time investment. I love that. And
0: it's very important when you're beginning to be able to balance all of the things like maybe client work and doing things mm-hmm. like this, like taking the marketing course and kind of developing that. Mm-hmm. So I love that you've made it something that people can balance out and including those coaching coaching sessions is amazing as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, Caitlin, for
1: being here. So where is your favorite place to hang out online? Well, my, aside from my website, (laughs) which, um, is getauthenticbranding.com. I am on Pinterest, of course, at Authentic Mm -hmm. Branding, and then you can find me on any social at Authentic Branding.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. We definitely appreciate everything that you've shared with us. And I just love all of your fundamentals and foundations and also just the strategy overall. I think it's amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was a great conversation. I appreciate it. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by Google Growth Generator. This 21-day
0: email course will help you learn to optimize your Google My Business listing in the same way that we do for our clients here at TDM Marketing. Our client, a baby sleep specialist, got 126.32% more website visits in the first month after her optimization was completed. Another client, a chiropractic practice got 26.67% more phone calls in the first month after optimization was completed. And finally, our client who is a residential cleaning service got 61.11% more website visits in the first month after optimization. If you're not sure if Google My Business optimization is for you. Listen to what Kristen Ratton from Kristen Ratton Content Services had to say about her optimization. I hired Amanda to optimize my Google My Business listing and within 10 days, my views were up 150%. This may be one of the most valuable things I've ever done for my business and Amanda made it quick, easy and painless. If you are ready to get started with your Google My Business optimization, go over to Go my com. that's G O my business.com forward slash growth.